Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle. Before we get rolling with today's episode, don't forget to download, subscribe, give it a five-star rating, tell five friends who like the Jayhawks about this podcast, and we'll keep things rolling from there. All right, you know that I want to get into this basketball stuff because it is deep into basketball season. Last week we had to uh, do a full show on how KU melted down at UCF, did an instant reaction show last Wednesday night. So today, before we get into basketball, I want to get into some more positive news. Let's talk Lance Leipold, and let's talk about how he's coming back to Kansas, baby. That's right. Lance Leipold announced on X, formerly Twitter, he said, the guys come back to campus tomorrow. Can't wait to get back to work with them in 24. Rock chalk. So that means, yes, there were rumors that Lance Leipold could go to Washington with Washington's coach taking the Alabama job. Then Washington's job opens up. And then all of a sudden, it's just like all the Big 12 coaches go up for grabs because everybody thinks that, These Big 12 coaches just want to jump ship, go to Washington, be a part of the Big 10, whatever it may be. But Lance Leipold, in one simple tweet, one simple post on X, says the guys come back to campus tomorrow, can't wait to get back to work with them in 24, rock, chalk. And this is going to happen. Whenever there is an opening in college football now, Lance Leipold's name is going to be attached to whatever that big job opening is because you look at what he's done at KU going into when he was hired, the the year before he was hired, zero wins. He takes over, two wins. His second year at KU, six wins. This last season, nine wins. And then what's going to happen after that? What's going to happen next year? You know what's going to happen next year? They're going to win 11 or 12 games, and then people are really going to want him on their squad. So KU right now, this is this is the best shape KU football has ever been in. In the entirety of the football program at the University of Kansas, it has never been as good as it is right now. I know that they've won more games. I know that Mark Mangino had the 11-win season, the 12-win season. They won the Orange Bowl that year against Virginia Tech. I know about that. But for where the program was to where it is headed, to who they have at their coach right now in Lance Leipold, next year with all the offensive talent they have coming back, with the defensive talent they have coming back, it is going to be something to watch out for. Kansas could win the Big 12. Kansas could win the Big 12 and go to the first ever college football expanded playoff with 12 teams. Whoever wins the Big 12, they're in the college football playoff next year. There's no questioning it. That's going to be what happens. The Big 12 could even have an at-large team coming in there. So if KU doesn't win the Big 12, maybe they are the runner-up. They lose in the Big 12 championship. They could still be in the college football playoff. But this is what's always going to be spoken of whenever there's a head coach opening, head coach job opening around the country. I've already seen it. I've already seen the rumors that whenever Michigan's job opens up because everybody's speculating, John Harbaugh is out the door, and everybody's already bringing Lance Leipold's name up. Sorry, guys. Lance Leipold is taken. He is coming back to Kansas. He's already announced it. 
don't even put his name in the hat for that Michigan job because it ain't happening. Now, I will say this. A future Big 12 school, Arizona, lost their head coach to Washington, so that sucks for them. But Kansas doesn't have to deal with that. Kansas State, Chris Kleiman, they're dealing with that too. Just like whenever KU fans have to deal with that anxiety about somebody trying to take Lance Leipold away from us, K-State fans are dealing with that too with Chris Kleiman. His name was up there with the Washington job as well. His name will probably be up there with the Michigan job as well. But for at least for Kansas, I can't speak of the Wildcats over there. I don't I don't want to speak of the Wildcats. But for Kansas, Lance Leipold is called for. He is taken off the table in 2024. You can't have him. He's coming back to Kansas just as he announced. He's back with the team in 2024. Rock chalk. And that's all there is to say about that. No more need for rumors about Lance Leipold leaving KU. He is staying. He's going to be back in 2024 for a run at the Big 12 title and a run, should I dare say it, the national title. KU is running for the Big 12 title and for the national title next year in 2024, next season, because it's, it's a good time to be a Jayhawk fan right now. That's all I can say about that. But it is is uh, Lance Leipold's going nowhere. You have no worries about that. He's coming back to Kansas, made that very well known. And KU fans, you don't have to sweat Lance Leipold leaving KU anytime soon. We've got him for at least another season. All right, now let's get into basketball because last week I had to come on here and talk about how disappointing it was that KU loses at UCF 65-60. They really, they, they had such a large lead in the first half. They blew it. They couldn't make a shot in the second half. They were throwing the ball away. They had so many turnovers. But that was an anomaly. I saw even on Heartland College Sports, I can't remember who wrote the article right now. You can go check it out, heartlandcollegesports.com. But for the latest Big 12 power rankings, they dropped KU all the way down to six, I believe it was. Six in the power rankings in the Big 12. That was an overreaction to that UCF loss. And you can tell why. Because then they invite, well, it was on the schedule, but they invite Oklahoma into Allen Fieldhouse last Saturday. And they fairly dominate that game almost all the way through. KU wins that one 78 66, Oklahoma, a top 10 team last week. And Hunter Dickinson just dominated this game. 24 points, 11 of 19 shooting. And he was just a dominant. that. And that's what I said needed to happen. It couldn't get done in the UCF game. He was dealing with a little bit of a nagging injury. But whenever Hunter Dickinson is there and healthy, ready to play a lot of minutes, you need to force feed him the ball. 24 points. 11 of 19 shooting, 14 rebounds in that game as well to lead the team in both of those categories. Of course, Kevin McCuller Jr. is going to do what he does, 21 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. DeWan Harris Jr., 7 points, 8 assists. K.J. Adams, another double-double for him, 15 points, 10 rebounds. And then the big news of the day on Saturday, Bill Self made a change in the starting lineup. He went to Johnny Furphy, the guy that we've been talking about since last summer, the guy who I was talking about before KU even signed him. 
Johnny Furphy. I told you to remember the name, Johnny Furphy. And Johnny Furphy came to Kansas, and now he's in the starting lineup. Bill Self inserts Johnny Furphy into the starting lineup for his first start. And he didn't blow anybody away, but seven points, three rebounds, got the job done in KU's 78-66 win over number nine at the time, Oklahoma. And that's just there to show you that the Jayhawks are fine with making a move if they need to. Bill Self is fine at shifting the lineup around if he needs to. Marco Jackson hadn't been getting the job done, still had played 18 minutes in that game against Oklahoma, only scored two points. Two rebounds, two personal fouls in that game for El Marco Jackson. But getting Johnny Furphy in the lineup was something that I was calling for probably a couple weeks ago at this point because you just could tell that El Marco Jackson wasn't quite ready for that starting role. Bill Self didn't want to take anything away from him, but when it's in conference play, you had the loss on the road at UCF. You come back, you have a home game against Oklahoma, switch things up a little bit, and I'm glad Bill Self did it. He put Johnny Furphy in the lineup, and they end up winning the game 78-66 over Oklahoma. And then, back-to-back games against Oklahoma schools, they traveled to Stillwater this past Tuesday. When I'm recording this on Wednesday, it was yesterday. An absolutely fantastic game from start to finish. But before I get to this game about Kansas-Oklahoma State, in that UCF game last week, KU turned the ball over so many times. That was just a part, a big part of their defeat. They couldn't do anything right. They were turning the ball over left and right. And then against Oklahoma, they had a grand total of... I want to double-check on this because this was a school record... Two turnovers. I was going to say three, but it was only two turnovers. A school record for the University of Kansas. They had never had a game where they had three or less turnovers. They only had two turnovers against Oklahoma. When you're not turning the ball over, when you're playing well as a team, you're going to win games, especially against top 10 teams like Oklahoma. Now, for the season, if you look back through the schedule, They now have wins over UConn, who's actually ranked number one now. (laughs) They they have a win over the number one ranked team in the nation. They have uh, a win over uh, Kentucky as well, another top 15 team. They lost to Marquette, who's also a top 10 team. And they beat Tennessee, who is a top 10 team. So KU has so many quality wins on their schedule and that win over Oklahoma, just another quality win. Now uh, talking about this Oklahoma state game, this was a game that they were supposed to win on the road. As I've said for a long time, winning on the road in the big 12 is not an easy task. No matter who you're playing, even if you're playing one of the worst teams in the big 12 in Oklahoma state, it's still going to be tough. They always have a tough matchup with Oklahoma state. KU went into this game as a seven-point favorite on the road, so being a seven-point favorite on the road in the Big 12 is pretty uh, rare. You don't see the road teams favored by that much typically in Big 12 play, but KU a seven-point favorite over a Oklahoma State team who was 
eight and eight going into that game, and KU dominated from start to finish. They led the from the opening tip to the final whistle. They led the entire way. They win the game ninety to sixty six. Huge win for KU over Oklahoma State. They dominated a game they should were supposed to dominate. They win this game way over what the spread said that they should. And they come out of that win with a comfortable road win over Oklahoma State. Now you're seeing the Kansas that everybody was expecting to see against the UCF. You saw that come out in the game at Oklahoma State. And you have another six, a big game from K.J. Adams, 16-point game from K.J. Adams. He also had four rebounds and five assists. Hunter Dickinson, another solid game, 21 points, seven rebounds. Johnny Furphy, my player of the game, his second start as a Jayhawk, Five for six from the field, three for four from three, 15 points, seven rebounds, two assists for Johnny Furphy in that game at Oklahoma State, his first road game as a starter. Love seeing that from Johnny Furphy, my MVP from the KU Oklahoma State game. And then Dewan Harris Jr., what does he do? 11 points, three assists, two rebounds. And then Kevin McCullough Jr., his steady self, 18 points, eight assists, six rebounds. Just a team win. Just an absolutely dominant game from start to finish for the Jayhawks. Winning that one 90-66 over an Oklahoma State team they should have beat. And they handled them. Going into the January slate of games. This was the stretch that I said KU needs to win all these games. Now they did slip up at UCF. But they learned from that game. Uh, Coach Self is going to use that game into the future. Of course, they're not going to go undefeated in the Big 12. That's not going to happen, especially with the new teams that came into the conference. It's going to be as tough as it's ever been. And uh, this is going to be a stretch of games that KU needs to win because there's more tough games ahead. There's going to be tougher games in February and March. So getting these wins early is a must for the Jayhawks uh, heading into this one. Uh, As I'm recording this show right now, Texas Tech is the only undefeated team left in the conference. (laughs) And we're only three games, maybe four games in. Uh, Kansas State beat Baylor last night after, uh, or around the same time KU was beating Oklahoma State. And uh, this one, Texas Tech and Houston tonight, it is still in the first half, low scoring game, 10-9 as I'm recording this podcast right now. But this is the type of conference that you're going to be seeing all year. You're going to see tough games start to finish, and this Saturday's game for KU is going to be another tough one, even though at West Virginia should be a win for KU. You can't take anything for granted. West Virginia is 6-10. and 10. Uh, They have not fared well so far in the conference. They do have one win on the season so far. Uh, they beat Texas actually on Saturday, so that was a that was a pretty solid win for West Virginia, getting that win over Texas. So when you see a team like Texas go on the road at West Virginia, KU is not going to be surprised by a tough performance from West Virginia. They're going to go in there. They're not going to be uh, they're not going to be surprised like maybe they were against UCF. They're not going to be turning the ball over left and right. They are going to be locked in as West Virginia. They can. They showed, even though they have a six and ten record, they can beat anybody at any given time. They can. They can go out there 
and uh, give a team their best, come out on the other side. They beat Texas 76-73 on Saturday. So they can show they've they've showed that they can do it. Now, as I'm recording this podcast again, uh, they're on the road at Oklahoma tonight. Again, Oklahoma, a top 15 team. Oklahoma winning by 12 points about halfway through the second half. Like I said, right now, as I'm recording this, as if you're while you're listening to this, you'll probably already know the final. I'm assuming Oklahoma probably will have won that game, and West Virginia will fall to six and eleven on the season heading into that game. Uh, home game against KU. So this game on Saturday, January 20th, it's a 3 o'clock tip-off on ESPN+. Plus. A lot of these Big 12 games have been on ESPN+. Plus, But it's going to be uh, – it, it should be a fun game because, like I said, you look at these, uh, you look at these Big 12 games and it's going to be tough no matter what's going to happen on the matchup predictor on ESPN – 83% chance KU wins this game. So they are favored heavily in this one. They don't have the lines out yet because they want to see if West Virginia upsets Oklahoma before they set the lines for the next game. But KU is going to be another big favorite. They were a seven-point favorite at Oklahoma State. They dominated Oklahoma State. I'm pretty sure that KU is probably going to be at least a seven-point favorite over West Virginia. I could maybe even see this one uh, leaning up to maybe a 10-point line. KU gets favored by 10 points on the road. That's going to be a bit much. They can beat them by 10 points, obviously, but it's going to be tough uh, to go on the road any Big 12 game and come out on top with a double-digit win. But that'll be something to keep an eye on when they release the lines for this game coming up on Saturday. You're going to have number three, Kansas. That's right. KU still ranked number three this week. They're uh, 15-2 and two on the season. They're traveling to West Virginia and they're going to be playing the 6-10, and 10, possibly 6-11 and 11 if they lose to Oklahoma. West Virginia Mountaineers. It's going to be a fun game, 3 o'clock, tip-off on ESPN+. Plus. Keep your eyes out for that one on Saturday. Looking ahead a little bit farther, because I won't be talking about this one until the next podcast. Kansas is going to be hosting Cincinnati, one of the newer Big 12 teams, on Monday night, it's going to be ESPN Monday night, Big Monday, 8 o'clock tip-off on ESPN Monday, January 22nd. Cincinnati at Kansas. Again, that's going to be Monday, January 22nd, 8 p.m. tip-off on ESPN for Big Monday. Cincinnati's been looking pretty good early this season, 13-4 and four on the year. And if you look at the projections for March Madness, uh, The Big 12 has so many teams projected to go. So many teams in the Big 12 projected to go right now. I believe it was nine teams from the Big 12 projected to go to March Madness early in the season. So really, outside of West Virginia and Oklahoma State, I think any other team in the Big 12 could make it into the tournament. I mean, UCF is probably just ahead of West Virginia and Oklahoma State, but they have a 10-5 and record. They do only have one win in the Big 12 right now, but that one win was over Kansas. So if they're on the bubble, UCF is going to be one of those teams that say, hey, we got that win over Kansas. We got that win over the one seed, potentially, Kansas, who is going to this tournament looking to do some big things. So Big 12 is the power conference, again, in basketball, and KU's here for it. And they're going to be playing all these teams. They need to get these wins, though. They need to win at West Virginia. 
and they need to win at home against Cincinnati on Big Monday because a week from Saturday is going to be a huge showdown between Kansas at Iowa State. Iowa State, Ames, Iowa is always a tough place to play. You, you got to deal with that Cyclone crowd, and it's going to be absolutely bonkers there. So we're going to talk about that one next week on the Jayhawker Talker podcast. Wanted to make sure that you guys knew about Lance Leipold. He's going to be back at KU coaching the football team again in 2024. Of course, KU with some big wins since we last talked. Big win over Oklahoma, 78-66, beating a top-10 team. Oklahoma fell to number 15 in the rankings this week. And, of course, KU winning from start to finish over Oklahoma State on Tuesday night. 90-66 was the final on that one. KU uh, still number three in the nation, even after that tough loss to UCF. So KU ranked number three. Got a big game coming up on Saturday, 3 p.m. tip off at West Virginia. Then big Monday, Monday, January 22nd, 8 p.m. on ESPN. All right, that about does it for today's episode. We'll be back at it next week to recap the West Virginia game, to recap the Cincinnati game, and to talk about the upcoming Iowa State game in Ames. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Check out all our latest articles over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. And until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.